This is the Doc Psychology Podcast with Lynn Bokey, Todd Langston, and Art Ortiz. Today we're going to talk about leadership and what that really means. That word is thrown around, thrown around a lot. And so we want to, in our own words, kind of figure out what that is and just kind of talk about that, have a discussion about those things, because I think there's a big misconception of what leadership is. So what do you guys think? Lynn, carry on. Now, I just talked, and I don't know that I can do it again. Uh, I'll, I'll do it again, but I think maybe you guys, you want me to, okay, because we are talking about uh, the video that I, I put up the other day. Uh, yeah, so Lynn posted a video of, of a dog walking with him. And go ahead and describe that, Lynn. So I think that leadership uh, is a overused word. I think that people just tag it on and say, you're not the lead. I got sick of it in my early days. Every time I got over to a client's house and they said, I know I'm not a good leader. I'm like, who's telling you that? Well, the five other trainers they had before. Um, so I think that it's, it's used to accuse. I think it's used, misused. And when I see people making the dog stay next to them as if that's the definition of what a leader is, it's all wrong. There's nothing wrong with teaching a dog with food to stay next to you. It, it can adapt to that. But that is your, your leadership isn't what's helping them stay next to you at that point. It's a conditioning. And uh, I, I truly believe, I was telling you guys earlier, I'm not meant to be a leader. I would be a great uh, authority figure for a really good leader. It's too much responsibility in, in my eyes. And I was saying that the, the bigger the reach a leader has, the less accessibility uh, that you have for them. And if we're talking about dogs, you want to be accessible all the time. And uh, on my first business cards for Zen for Canines, it said, lead by example. You know, I don't, I don't use the term anymore, lead, uh, but I use control and self-control is the most noteworthy representation of control. If you have self-control, that vibe comes off of you and the dogs want to be near it. They follow purpose. Right. To play devil's advocate, there's plenty of people um, I've actually spoken to that are friends of mine that, or I want to say plenty of people, a friend of mine went on an appointment with me and he thought the word control sounded inappropriate. I was thinking the same thing, by the way. And, and so this is, this is where interpretation of definition, you know? Well, it's my rule number one, actually, always be in control. And the whole point of everything I do is there is no positive without a negative and there is no negative without a positive. And if someone hears the word control and immediately goes to negative, then we- But hold on, hold on. I, I didn't immediately go to negative. Everything's you, you not you really black and white. Not, not that's what I'm saying is in the interpretation of it, it's in, we're selling this as much as anything. Right. And so, yeah. I, but, uh, what 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 is the easiest way to get people to understand it well, i mean what is it that what's the the simple way to say hey you're you're the decision maker well you're, they, ha they have to define that they have to define i mean that's that goes with any word right and so i mean when i go to people's houses they they say stuff like you know i just know i need to be alpha and i say what does that mean yeah exactly. what does that mean and then usually it's like oh i don't know i gotta show them who's boss what does that mean so my dog goes on here then what am I doing here? <laughs> you know? Right. And, and so it's like, you know, what do they need to, they have to define what that means to them because different words can, words have meaning, right? So what does yeah. that word mean? So leadership can mean people throw that word out there, but they don't really know what it means. They just say, wow, I got to be a leader because I saw it on TV or whatever. I saw it on Instagram. Do you, still use the, do you still use the phrase, the emotion, what, the words you choose or the emotions you use? Is well, that still yeah, somewhere. The, the words you choose end up becoming the actions you use, right? Okay. So uh, you got to be very careful. And I'm specific with every word I use in when it comes to dog, uh, my version of dog psychology, I, I spread it out. And so being in control, the whole point is to find out who is going to see it in the negative, because I'm not talking about be controlling. Anything you take with force, you have to maintain it with force. Oh, I, under I understand that. 
Oh, I, I know. You said your friend said it. And I'm talking to anybody who sees it that way. I yeah. get that that it's there. I want it to be there. That's part of the rule. It breaks down. If someone is being controlling, then they're breaking rule number one. It's That's the whole point. So what's, what's the difference between – so this is the part – and I'll even use this for an example for people. The difference of – of control like the difference of taking control and being given control like i i there's a tangible difference for me and i i mean i can know the difference in my trajectory in my career where i used to think if you want to call it leadership or or being in control meant taking it yeah. and, and that's you know what i mean and then there was some transition along the way where you realize no it has it it's the process of having it given to you you know that the true nature of control is it's handed over to you as opposed to taking well, I'm glad that you said that because, like I said, every single word in everything that I have for what I teach is there for a specific reason. And so in rule number one, always be in control. There are many forms of control. Uh, Self-control is the mo most noteworthy form, meaning you can take control. You can, you can, uh, be in, you can inherit control. You can be voted into control. Uh, there's so many so many ways of control but when you have control of your dog that does not mean you're in control of your dog so i have control of my dog he's not going to bite you that does not mean you're in control of the dog so that they don't feel they need to bite anybody so the whole point of of that word for me is to draw in and get you deeper into the rule number one so somebody uh establishing control here's the other part is very important maintaining control is so much more valuable than regaining control. And if you have to constantly uh, take control, then you never were in control. That's, that's the, the entirety, you know, it goes deep. Everything I, I, I have is specifically designed to take you under the surface. I don't, I don't want people to have a bunch of techniques or words that lay on the ground, like dead leaves that fly away. I want, I want this one little thing popping up under the surface that's attached to an entire system underneath the ground so that when it comes up, it's solid. It's not going anywhere. Anyway, but uh, did that answer your question, Todd? I forget what my question was. <laughs> and that effect. Well, well I, think, I think, I mean, that we kind of segued off because, you know, we're talking about what the word uh, control was, like, because some people oh, have right. negative leaders. Yeah, yeah, some people think of it negatively. No, and I agree. But that same thing with leadership, you know, or, you know, what does that mean? What, is, what does leadership mean? Like, what does that mean? Can we break that down? Pack leader. I always use quotes. Pack leader, yeah. So, you know, leadership is you're drawn to it. You know, real, real leadership. You're drawn in by it. And uh, whether somebody told you about the leader or you heard something and you, you dig in and you try to find it and you discover it. And then you, f you follow that leader. Sometimes you're hired into someone being a leader, just somebody with a badge or a rank or an ownership does not equal leadership, right? I want to follow a leader. I want to die for a leader, a good leader, but I'm not going to risk myself for somebody who just, placed in a position of leadership that doesn't know how to how to communicate at least with their authority figures who then can communicate with the followers um as far as dogs what you know everybody feeds their dog everybody gives affection to their dogs everybody you know sort of walks their dog or throws a ball for their dog but that still isn't leadership those are the basic that's like putting dirt in a a thing for your plant and then putting water that's the basic needs for it right so the the enrichment part of those needs is is where great leaderships uh, happens you take your dog your family uh on journeys you know you uh, provide them not just uh yeah i put food in there every day but you never clean the bowl it's constantly you never you don't realize that the company sold to another company and cheapened the ingredients you know you're not you're not focused on the priority which is your followers and the safety 
and comfort and mindset, all of those things. You guys are closer uh, to Caesar uh, and, and everything there. So I'm sure that you guys are going to have some great understandings for everybody to hear about leadership. My, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a resistor. I don't, I don't want to be a leader. I don't, I'll take it. Look, I, my motto is lead, follow, get the fuck out of the way. If I have to have it, I'll do it. But I don't, I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Um, how, what do you think, like, Art, when you're, you know, the TCWs, the leading the groups and so forth? I mean, that's, it's a step out of my comfort zone. Not comfort zone. It's a step out of my day-to-day activities. You know what I mean? I mean, my strength is not going to be that level of organization and so forth. But ultimately, there's always people above me to take away the, the, the high-level responsibility. I just, I just watched you being a great leader to your daughter. I just watched. Uh, uh, huh? Oh, uh, I'm talking about in terms of, you know, groups, ah, you know, yeah. a large hmm. group through an experience with, with expectation. And, you know, the, the pressure, the first time I did the TCW, maybe, the, yeah, definitely the first one. I would, I would like, um, take like Dramamine, hmm. like a little quarter of a Dramamine because they'll, you know, they'll kind of sedate you a little bit, like relax you. And I was like, because I had no idea what to do. And I, or what I knew was I was there. An expectation of leadership is a lot of pressure, you know, an expectation of having yeah. to take a lot of people through an experience. Um, and I knew, you know, I knew what to do, but it, it's interesting. Uh, the pressure of true leadership. And I don't think many people are leaders. I, I, I think very few. I mean, it's by design, right? There's very few. Absolutely correct. Yeah. If you think so, it works. If you think about it, let's say there are only 10 packs of wolves in the world, and that means there's only 10 leaders, right? If one of those leaders dies, somebody in that that pack of nine has to step up. Generally, if it isn't going to work, I mean, they, there is somebody that's going to take over. But if it doesn't, they, they just kind of dissipate. Now we've got nine packs of, you know, 11. And so- well. On the term, how would you define it? So to me, Art, like it, it's in its most simple form is you're the one with the plan, mm-hmm. right? So the true leader of the group is the one with the plan and either, and you know, there's a million reasons in the human world why they'll follow it, but you're the, you're the one with the plan and the strongest ability to enforce the plan. And that can mean a variety of things, but I guess that's what leadership would mean to me. And so your point, Lynn, with the dogs, no, I, I was just going to do a post the other day where I'm out walking and we have a bunch of deer out right now. The babies are born at the beginning of June. And so we've got deer everywhere and blue is predatory or she was, she would, when I first got her, I had to use an e-collar because the first few times she saw a deer, it was just, and just gone. And so with just fulfillment and other and you know, basic stuff, she's left the deer alone, but she still gets excited. Not like chase them excited, but alert excited. And I was going to do a post to the point of, you know, do you correct that? Does that need to be addressed? And, you know, I could immediately get her back in the whole follow mindset to your point. It's not about this heel. It's about the, the concept of follow and they can follow from in front. I mean, it's not yeah. about the positioning. You know, leadership's not about positioning. It's about mindset. Yeah, my, my question on that post was, do you want your dog right next to you? Is that what you think a leader is? Or do you want your dog right with you? The mind, right. the, the, the mental position is all I care about. The physical position is easy to change. Easy to change. But it, if you've got your dog who's constantly... And if you watch the videos where I'm walking with my dog or any of the dogs, they've got amazing, incredible peripheral vision, right? And so if this is the head and, and you're walking and you see this a lot, they're just checking in with you. If your dog isn't checking in with you, you're not, I don't care if you got a leash or a bag of treats, you, you're not the, the one that they're with. Being, being with me is different than standing next to me. Let's just put it that way. Sure. Yeah. So one of the things that are the phrases I, I always say is, is a dog with me? Is if I'm on a walk, is a dog walking with me or against me? That's one that I think. And, and 
you know, Lynn, you've been hiking out here with me with all the dogs. When you brought your dog Long Socks and we went hiking out there. I mean, that was honestly a really memorable moment that we had because and aunt, my wife was there and, and my son river and remember how the dogs just kind of like took off and they're up there on the hill kind of just running around and then they oh. came back and then we walked back there was they just all kind of got together with us um that That's was a really good moment yeah so you know when we talk about leadership like we're pro- like what are we providing right we're providing this environment that you get to be a dog you get to go use your smell you get to experience seeing you know it's the experience right you get to experience smelling all that grass and, and explore and do all these other things. And then, all right, we're ready to go. Let's, let's pack it up. Let's go in and time to go home now. We all come back, you know, we all just, and they weren't per se, like, like with us, like walking the straight line. They were just kind of like a little bit in front of us, you know, but they were still with us. Like they aware. were like, what? They well, were aware of yeah. us. But, and you got, but you guys also understand you know, your own limitations with each dog and you wouldn't have allowed certain things with the, you know, so it doesn't ever get as far as needing to, to intervene with, you know, the knowledge and experience of knowing, Hey, that dog's not ready for this situation. So it has a long line or the e-collar or the vet, whatever it takes to keep that mindset you're talking about art at this point, it's done so seamlessly. Um, that's some of the small stuff that's hard to, yeah. to get the, you know, to get the people to understand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I was going to say, and this is where I think leader, you, you know, Caesar's, one of the things that makes Caesar so good is that it's not anything that, but that when early on, when he was trying to get the information out, he had a lot of professional people teach him how to phrase things in ways that made it easy for people to learn things. And exercise discipline affection, I think, is probably the most usable if you follow it, it means leadership, it means fulfillment, it means literally every aspect of it. And I think that's one of the most usable phrases that come from him is that. And it creates then the outcome for what you guys were talking about. Yeah, so providing is is what, uh, what you're talking about there. And that is what a great leader does. He provides or she provides, they provide uh, not only uh, and now is they, they a singular or are they a plural? <laughs> I'm just throwing in whatever pronoun. I'm just say it. When I said uh, he, I like, oh gosh, I, I better back that up. Better balance that out with the she, man. Yep. I, and and what people don't understand on that, I I I don't. <laughs> when I say you a lot, uh, it doesn't mean you. I just am so used to saying you from growing. I don't know. I didn't know all the pronouns. But uh, it, it's terrible that you can't just say a, a he or a she and that without hearing or feeling that people are looking at you. So they lose listening to you because of, of a single word that meant nothing in a, in a negative way. But uh, at any rate, um, I, you made a, a, a point there a second ago, uh, Todd, that I, I really uh, wanted to, to chirp in on, and that is... Uh, being able to handle the freedom and a lot of dogs are constantly blamed for uh, they're bad. They can't handle the freedom. And it's true, but the most important part, if we're talking leadership is most humans owners are not qualified or able to handle the freedom to provide. So the dog of course is going to take advantage of the freedom. So Taking advantage of the freedom I provide is fantastic. Taking advantage of the freedom and and doing whatever you want is not. So every word has both sides to it. So yes, if if you want your dog to enjoy the freedom and be respectful of it, understand what freedom is in that context. You know what I find amazing is the... Um... <laughs> that people are constantly surprised by something that's happened, you know, two, three, four times and they get caught flat footed or act like, you know, it's the first time. That's never happened before. Yeah. I mean, first time today at least. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh, my dog does it for for no reason. Okay. Show me. And then before we get there, okay, he's going to do this and get ready because this is going to, so you do know it's not, so it's not first of the, 
the reverse happens too. So the, this little dog I have, when they, I worked with them um, last week and on their way out the door, when we were done with the appointment, I had them videotape something because we're standing at the door and I'm like, just don't drought, you know, touch the leash or anything. I go, just let them follow you out. And she's like, don't hold the leash. I'm like, no, don't hold the leash. I go, what do you picture happening? I go, let's talk about what you see right now. And she goes, you go, I go, you see him just bolting off, don't you? She goes, yes. He's just going to, I go, so you just see him just like, look, I'm pointing out like Richard, bolting out the door and just going up the street. She's like, yes. I go, so that's what you see. I go, yes. That's what you mean. Okay. I go, are you ready? And I, so she allowed it to happen. And when he went out, I will have to say that he did, he, when he got to the driveway, he wandered, which I wasn't expecting him to do. I was expecting him to stay more with us, but I had him do it three times. And on the third time it was perfection. And so they, they got so much out of seeing something like it's, it, you have to challenge your expectations. That's the other thing about the whole leadership thing is that so many people create the wrong limits. They create limits for their dog based on their own nervousness of the moment. That's a limit. Believing your dog can't follow you to your car is establishing a limit that doesn't exist outside of the one in your mind. So you're making your limit their reality. And I think those are the underscores of leadership that, that people don't understand when they say, well, why does your dog do this or that? And they don't realize that we have to swallow a lot of discomfort in thinking about things for our dogs to be comfortable. That's leadership, right? You don't get out of that. You don't get to stand at the door and be afraid and then expect your door to be dog to behave. You know, you get one or the other. And so that's the part too, is that I don't know anybody that's good at this that doesn't choose to make themselves better. Nobody. Yeah, that's, no, I don't that, know that's the second time you said that, by the way, and you're totally right. I be, be, but you know what I'm saying? And think about it, Art. I mean, we've, I've known you for a long time and I, we've known each other through a lot of varieties of life, you know? So I've known you now going on 10 years. And so that means I've seen kids and I've seen wife and I've seen, you know, up and down and not too long ago, you know, calling me for, Hey Todd, I'm going, Hey, can you help me here? Cause we we're we're just a part enough, almost like on a brother situation and, and experience in the dog world that we can pass some knowledge on. And that's what I'm saying is that nobody's left flat footed. And the people that I know that don't get burned to shit and, and they're a whole, Oh, Oh, I mean, it, it wears you down. You know, you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself and you gotta make yourself a priority. So that's leadership. Yeah. And, well, and great I, leaders also and, refer out or, or they, um, they listen, you know, they'll listen and then take action well and i will say um you know I, I totally agree with what we just said todd about it's it does start with you you know what leadership is you know and so i, I mean i've kind of came to the discovery of probably like two years ago because i was kind of letting myself go you know my body's you know just letting go and i was like if i want to do this for a long time i've got to be healthy right and then even taking care of my kids you know i want to be able to carry them as long as i can you know and so when we talk about leadership what is you know and there was just a lot of i started thinking about so many things at once and i was you know when i was uh that person came up to me in river in the parking lot one time i was threatened you know and so i i was like do i have the ability to protect my family you know i know i would do with the dogs you know um i mean i just the other day after we had a conversation about being charged by a dog i actually got charged the next morning uh, by a dog. And I got on video too. And the guy, the dog didn't charge me, ended up charging Anne, who was walking down the street with a, two, uh, a client dog, another one of our dogs, and a client. And they were walking down the street, and I was flagging her. I actually got on video. I should probably upload it. Yeah, but um, so, you know, for me, like, I know what I would do in a situation where I would protect my dogs. But what would I do if someone came up to me and, and tried to threaten us, you know? And so that's yeah. why I said, okay, what am I going to do? Well, how can I protect my family? Well, I'm going to you know, uh, take jujitsu. I'm going to learn how to self-defense, right? So that was that. But also it, it's, you know, doing that has, I've learned so much other stuff from taking jujitsu, self-defense, self-control, how to be in uncomfortable situations, you know? And so these are all things as a business owner that I've been, I've been in a very uncomfortable situations, you know, how to deal with employees, uh, difficult employees. And so all these things that I've done, I would say in the last year is to quote unquote, be a better leader. How, you know, how am I providing my family right what am i providing for them what am i providing for the dogs what am i providing for myself how am i protecting myself how am i protecting my family how am i protecting my dogs you know what how am i presiding how how should things go 
you t- Todd, you talk about the planning, you know, right. and I will say that Ann and I have, have recently, because we both, we both have reached out to individual coaches, you know, for self, you know, for ourselves. Um, and so, but because we are, have come together, um, as a family, now we've, we've written out like what our mission statement is as, as a family, what we're going to provide for our family. What do we want? Like, so we've made that very clear. And so, and we've never mm-hmm. done that before. We're, we're going to be married, um, eight years in, in October. And so, you know, as being a leader, it started with me taking jujitsu. Mm-hmm. It took, it took one event to, and then now she does jujitsu. My son also does jujitsu. So we're all doing the same things, but I, I want to be able to provide, leave a legacy for my family that says it's not just financial stuff. Yes. I want to do that, but I also want to leave a legacy of my son being a good man in this world. And my son Canyon being a good man, you know, and I, it, that's, that's passed down from us. That's the legacy that we leave them. So that's how I see leadership is, is, is leading ourselves to lead our families um, and to lead, um, you know, the generations after us. So just a side note from the behavior side of everybody here, if you want to see something entertaining and you go back and watch this podcast, watch our little mannerisms as we talk. I'm noticing we have like I'm noticing it like right there as you were talking about the end of that art and you're like can't I mean because that you were it was you know a lot of pride a lot of pride in what what you've accomplished and what you're doing you should be and you're right that that ability to protect naturally it changes things it changes things in your whole affect you know what I mean um yeah I think that's great don't pay too close attention to my image I If you if you watch all the episodes so far, I'm the one with ants in his pants. I can't sit still. I'm constantly moving. That's uh, that's my tics uh, that I have to try and control. And uh, it's funny. I I've seen him. I'm like, geez, are are their screens moving? Why am I moving left and right, up and down, over, over, over? Yeah. So yeah, you can learn a lot about people through what they do. Um, you're right. Well, that show lied to me with uh, that was about that guy that, that I could see the micro expressions, you know, and do the whole lie detecting stuff. I, that was intriguing because I've always assumed that your dogs can see that stuff. Oh, you know, your dogs do enough that they can tell when one eye's moving different in the way that it, you know, and the way that this moved and that twitched. They know all that. They know uh, what it means. It's about priority. Uh, and for dogs, they rely on all of that with each other. You know, they see every single you know, thing. And it means something when this means, Hey, this is mine, or I want you to slow down. And if you didn't see it, I'll do something that makes it a little more evident for you. And then if that doesn't work, then boom, a sequence. But yeah, uh, as humans, we don't pay so close attention to it. Uh, It's instinctual for me. uh, But it's something you can learn, you know, but don't read into every single thing. If somebody says they're looking around and eye contact. <laughs> I said, says Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> don't read into every single thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I read into everything. But that's the reason why I can say don't read into everything. What I meant by that is don't read something that says if somebody isn't making eye contact with you, they're lying. That that thing is is not fully uh, explained. What I... What I want people to understand is if somebody isn't looking at you, it may be that they're trying to hide how they feel. It is a form of deceit, uh, being uh, deceiving, but it isn't being deceiving all the time. Does that make sense? So, well, yeah, because not all like not all things you see in a dog lead to the bad outcome, especially like a wagging tail, precluded, but like by something and it you know yeah i know exactly you know some dogs might kick ass after their hackles go up and go into just a full fu mode but that doesn't mean when hackles go up it means anything about that yeah you and remember so- jin jin todd you remember jin jin little bruce lee the jinda <laughs> she used to run around the field with her hackles all the way from her back around to her chest that wasn't anything about it and she she was badass but she would do it out of pride Boom, boom, boom. Uh, blue blue does the same thing by herself with sticks in the woods yes yeah, she can bring hers up and i mean she does it every morning she gets just excited she starts grabbing sticks and throwing them around and her hackles go up and yeah. so yeah. it doesn't always mean exact like the whale eye 
I get so angry with people saying the whale eye, whale eye. I'm like, no, the dog is looking the other way. So you're seeing the white of his eyes, for Christ's sake. Well, the moment somebody starts defining what they're looking at, uh, I'm going to understand that they're in that defining mindset. So they're not in a feel mindset, right? So I'm just going to assume that they're kind of a little because I remember that. I remember that process. I remember going from the, the textbook to the to understanding. Yeah. So that I just know that they're in like textbook mode. At least they can see it. That's good. At least you know they're looking at the situation and they're reading stuff, right? That's always good. The right. worst is like I, what they're looking at it and it's like they're, they're looking at wood. <laughs> like, like how do you help that person? Right. So. Uh, that video that you guys saw with Bruno, the the feral dog, when I posted that the first time, I had all the uh, positive only positive you know those those people said that i and i i get offended because you know i don't like being misunderstood uh they said that he that's learned helplessness and i'm like did you not watch the fucking video because why are you picking that dog up i'm like well what dog do you ever know that doesn't need to be picked up at some point in their life and i got really upset about that because they are using a term but they're just putting it on somebody that does dog psychology or, or, or something so that they can pass it around. That's, that's a bummer. That's not leadership since that's the topic. That's, that's not leadership at all. The, how about fear aggression? That, that's the one. So basically to me, everybody who doesn't want their dog to be biting out of kind of bitch reasons always then steers it to the fear reason. Yeah, they don't want you to judge him. Oh, he's afraid. Yeah, he's afraid, and they show you a video, and he, like, covered 100 yards <laughs> to run up and grab some dude up on the yeah. chest. He could have run 100, 100 yards the other way. Uh, but fear is something that even the dogs that are aggressive, they're afraid you're going to dominate them. They're afraid you're going to take their women. You're afraid they're going to take your territory. So it's all fear, you know? It's it's funny though to me the 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 emotions behind a lot of that and the and the reasoning people go through and, and you know just like with our families uh, you don't really describe it honestly completely you know well he didn't break skin you know so but he grabbed something he yeah mouth but uh, at the same time there is a defense uh, I would say that defense would be a better way to describe something if a dog is afraid he's defending himself yeah. The, yeah easier to see too it's easier to see a dog that's defending doesn't want to fight in the first place yeah mm -hmm. much easier to see nice so, did you say oh what was leadership yet there uh todd me you know, I, yeah i don't listen to you very much that's okay i don't, I don't hear you either um <laughs> yeah pretty simple it was about the the you know you got to have the plan. You know, energy is about your emotional state and your intention. So your, instant, your intention is your plan. I think it's the overlooked part of leadership because it means you always have to be carrying an outcome in your mind, right? You have to have an expectation of this situation. And then as the situation changes, you have to have an expectation. And I don't think a lot of people are in that active mindset. And if, because we're always in, you know, thinking ahead or thinking back. So we're used to being with dogs and that triggering an active mindset of that. You know, I can shut it down pretty easy. I can go into to, and, and not I can be around like a chaotic situation with dogs and not be activated if it's not mm -hmm. mine. Right. So I mean, it's this ability to, to go into this fully engaged assessing moment and then have a plan on how to deal with it and then create that outcome. And then over and when you do that over and over again, the work that, you know, you've I don't know how you put it, but you were always talking about participation, right? You know, and then it's when it's your own dogs, it's a, the ability to take that plan into teaching, right? So how do we know they're learning? Because you're doing less, they're doing more. Right. And that's the difference too. A lot of people think they're in charge of a situation. It's, but it's like, dude, why do you have to do seven steps right here? How come this message hasn't gotten across? Like, right, what's missing? Is it the repetition? Is it like I did with my daughter, the erasing? That's a little thing I don't think many people are aware of, that you can erase an unwanted repetition, not with a correction, repeat it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So where the last repetition is now where you're going to want to pick it back up again the next time it happens. And that's another so, thing that people don't understand either. The, if you, like the video that I 
put up uh, the other day with the dog trying to get in the vehicle. I don't know if you saw that one yet, Todd. I, I actually communicate with a, a great dog. Yeah. It's 20 meters away. That right there, people won't watch the whole video because it's seven minutes long. Well, you watched all the times that the dog wouldn't go in, and I even put them together, you know, really fast. It wouldn't go, wouldn't go, wouldn't go. The dog barking, dog barking, dog. People get upset that I'm showing the success. Yeah, okay, the dog got in, he got out, great. And I'll show just as many times that the dog deserves that. The dog put all that effort to get in. I'm not going to worry about my follows or likes. I'm going to show you what that dog learned and, and the confidence that it gained by showing you how many times successfully. Because if I just end with one time, that you look at the weight difference. I failed 20 times. We won once. Yay. Well, this is going to outweigh that. And so I'll show the success over and over again. I want to have you just like you're saying. We'll erase the negative by a new repetition as long as that repetition is the good one, right? Well, this dog here, they told me that um, he'll walk on a treadmill, but he'll he'll poop every time they put him on a treadmill. And so I went to the walk, and I, I, I was assuming he wouldn't get on it based on that. And sure enough, so I recorded the whole thing, though. Same type of thing. It wasn't as extreme as that dog. But, you know, it took 10 minutes to get him on to go on it once, and then it was like, I could, you know, speed up the repetitions behind it, but it's a lot of waiting. And, and we're talking about it a, a couple of points, a little tiny bit of pressure, but it, mostly waiting. And then just a, a little itty bitty. And it was more just don't go that way. And then he gets on it. And like you said, then going back and kind of letting him have resets. And, and you the, know. The shitting thing is, is generally because it's uh, something like I got an interview today. And I need this job. Who doesn't have to take a shit before that, right? It's an instinctual pressure that's got to come out. We're doing something new and 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 maybe frightening. Uh, I haven't done it enough to be comfortable with it. I'm not familiar with it, so I got to loosen my bowels. Uh, I would so imagine set him on it too. I don't think he's ever walked on it, oh. so he has a starting process to um, to amplify your explanation to make it even worse is there's no acceptance even before that. So he's just going from whatever he's doing, I think, to just being set on it. Ah, uh, no and then, stage. And that's why, I said, that's why I said when I took him in there, I was expecting him to not walk on it based on what they had told me about how, how he responded when he was on it. And, he, you know, he did that. He's, he's a typical anxious. Fortunately, he's not vocal like in the whining sense, but at night he, they've created a pattern where he barks, I guess, relentlessly for a while until they go get them or go do something. But outside of that, I'm just getting anxiety. This was an environmental shift. The mom has um, anxiety issues. And she, you know, she's been very open with me about what she goes through. And it's very interesting. It's very, very similar to this little white dog I had not too long ago. And both pet parents have a very similar anxiety in their bodies, but for totally different reasons. <laughs> and so they're both expressing it like, so each dog is is the outcome of the anxious expression. So in this dog, it's a clean thing. And the other dog, it was a grooming thing. So this one's like a germ thing. So this is this dog is going to receive that anxiety. And the other dog was, the dog was an, uh, an, a, an accessory, mm. right? So $20,000 purse. And the lady never wanted the dog to look one hair out of place. And so it would be groomed a couple times a week, like very, very expensive grooms. And so it was interesting how each dog took that anxiety and what it did with it. This guy has no aggression. That sounds like OCD, though. That Well, that's they're both. I'm getting it in different expressions. The last one was full-blown, dude. The last one was like red zone. Had that last dog been 50 pounds, dude, it would have left a trail behind it of lawsuits and trips to the hospital and like – it would have been a terrible situation. It bit so many people so many times. It was just five pounds, you know, and this guy's got a lot of the anxious release to have that real super flipped up spatulated tongue. Mm -hmm. I got that on video today. Um, you should see that's, how when you that's go before how that's right out of the gate. What do you mean? It, that tongue, that spatula. Well, it's, just, it's different. It, so the, in this particular case, it was, um, I was getting it out of a car and he would, he was just kind of was going to jump off the edge. And so then I started to have to engage him. So anytime you get him thinking and get him engaged, he gets, 
You can see you get... <laughs> it could be his perception on how people have engaged him before and it's caused some stress. And so uh, with your presence stopping him, he immediately goes, oh God, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> no, no, the opposite. It's not that. It's no. the opposite. Uh, yeah, it's more... It's the anti where every decision he's made is the decision that's followed. So, I mean, you want to go leader. So his, he's got the plan in the house and suddenly now his ability to anticipate and, and pro like make the move before anything is, is being disrupted. And he's, you can see it's almost, um, uh, a confused, Hey, what's up, dude? I my this, why am I not jump? Why am I not jumping right? Why am I not doing this? Well, we're Judge you know, Wapner slow. at four p.m. Judge Wapner at four p.m. Well, um, it yeah, it's it, yes. There's <laughs> definitely definitely um, elements of that. It's going to be a case that's easy hard. I think easy in the sense that the behaviors will change fast. But we're talking about some things that the owner is going to be quite challenged having to deal with because the owner you know, has to change too. Well, absolutely. And, and what did you say, Art? Obsessive. OCD. Yeah, yeah so we, we definitely some um, some elements there, but so far he's he's a cool little dog, and you know he's on. I did that post on medications. He's on uh, three, three or four. Dude, that's Medicare. that's a whole up in this episode itself. By the way, we should talk we about it. Pin that one. <laughs> well, because we have a dog here right now that we've been working with uh, that was on seventeen pills a day. Jesus. This is like. A forty, a forty pound, um, like forty pound shepherd, and Does he even have any kidneys left, dude. That's a lot of medication. So bad, right? And th so, I'm not one to talk about other trainers or veterinary behaviorists. And and so the, the long story of this, or the short story of this dog is that they had done a, a virtual session with a trainer, uh, someone that has a bunch of letters on the end of their name, mm -hmm. who uh, that they're they're qualified. I mean, I mean, they're they're certified, right? They're a certified trainer. But just because you're certified doesn't mean that you're actually qualified to work with things. Agreed. Agreed. You know, yeah. and there's a big push to I'm not this is a whole other topic, but you know, to make people um, certified dog trainers, right? That's again, that's a whole other topic. But anyway, so this dog it, it was what they did a virtual session with with this uh, trainer, and without meeting the dog, they said, I think you should put your dog down because quality of life. Okay. And so I look at the dog, I, I did an in-home with them, and I look at the dog, and the dog is behind a gate, a baby gate, and just resting there. I'm like, she doesn't look like she has a bad quality of life now. I'm like, yeah, but she's nervous in all these situations, so we tried to recreate all the situations. So before they'd reach out to me, they went to a trainer. They said to put the dog down. They didn't want to do that. So they reached out to uh, a veterinary behaviorist who prescribed all these medications, okay? And so this dog is always on all these medications. So I, I, they bring, bring it in. And so I get with my vet. I'm like, hey, I got this dog on all these medications. What is the plan to wean them off? They're like, you can, you can take them off gabapentin, no problem. You can take them off of, of a trapezoid. Oh, you can do the gabapentin pretty quick? Gabapentin, trazodone, you can take off. How long for that? Trazodone, you can stop that right away, can you? Yeah, yeah. Trazodone, yeah. gabapentin, you can stop right away. It's okay. a Prozac that you can't. So what we started to do is we started to uh, supplement the Prozac with some CBD. Uh, and so started weaning off the, it took about six weeks, I think it was, when we started to wean her off. She's completely off medication now. And so as we started looking into some of these medications, we, I, I learned that what gabapentin does, else in the article, Todd, what gabapentin does, it actually stops the brain from <laughs> uh, building more myelin from what I understood. And so I'm like, if you're trying, they're just trying to stop the anxiety, but the dog is still anxious. It's getting to that well, point where the brain is firing, right? But the dog is still anxious. And so, but the dog is never able to learn past that point. Oh, because it's, because it's not developing any new ability to lay down to uh, learn. Neural, neural pathways for new behaviors. Right. So I'm like, okay, first of all, it's not working. The dog is still nervous. And, you know, so it, I just look at the dog's nervous. How can we just build a confidence? Let's just do that, you know? And so we've been doing this, and uh, we've had the dog for like two months now. Dog is is made huge strides, little strides, but huge. Um, and you know the owners are like blown away, and they're like, "Yeah, we're really excited that you know this dog is doing this." And it's taken some time, and the dog is still nervous in a lot of situations, but it's also thriving in other situations. It's doing things it could so, never do before. 
to the point of what you started the conversation about the vet behaviorist. So there's people that I'm working with here. They also went to one. So this dog, they haven't left it alone, like to go out on a date or anything like that in years. And when they worked with a veterinary behaviorist, the vet said, anytime you leave the dog and it gets distressed, you are doing damage. So you are, you are traumatizing the dog when they become anxious when you leave them so they stop leaving them. So they basically said that they, the, the veterinary behaviors used fear tactics on them. And they called it fear-free training, which is yep. the fucking behind the whole thing. They also call it force-free training, Todd. And they're forcing these dogs to take this medication. And the thing is, is that's assumed, so take this out. So that's all the, the marketing strategy behind that words is saying that we're forceful and that we're, and we're fear inducing by using those as their wordage. They're, they're assuming that anybody that's not using those strategies is then doing that. It's, it's a lot of the mental health strategies, even in the human world right now, the fear strategies of, well, you know, and it's, it's the ability to go through stress is not allowed. And I, so, the, so I think I saw a video artist. Was it a dog that finally took food from Ann yes. in the video? Yes. So, so the, these people came in and said, "So this dog's afraid. Let's put it down." Yep. Fucking idiots, without, man! And without they, meeting the dog. Fucking idiots! That shouldn't be. This is the problem: is that it's difficult to know who to trust because I remember being vulnerable, and if you looked like you knew what you were doing to me in a park, I'd listen to you. When I had a dog that was out of control, right? That's how you found that's Lynn. The, that's the part that sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So, I mean, it's like I, I, I understand the vulnerability of those situations for people. It's just unfortunate that that mindset – and then they're also combative as hell towards people like us. You heard my voicemail. You know, I'll go into their world. I'll use all the positive techniques that exist in the world, right? But – don't get upset because I'll also physically intervene with a dog that's hurting or, or being aggressive, right? Sorry, but I can help them too. Um, it's anyways, all about so the intention of whatever you do. You know, yeah. even people that just use treats are, you know, that could be bad. <laughs> well intended, but let's see the outcomes, you know? Let's can we see the outcomes. Bad outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's just funny, you know. I'm all fired up now, but, but I didn't, we didn't, I didn't intend to go down this road, but I got all fired up about this because, you know, um, someone could have had a dead dog right now if they would have followed by that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who would have a dead dog and I get it. I get it. There are shitty trainers who, who use, uh, e-collars aversively or whatever it is. I get their fear, but I'm, I'm actually on their side. Like the people who uh, say they're positive and force free, like I get it. I, I, I want to do those things too. I understand that, but I go into people's houses and I will never do anything that the people are not comfortable with. Never. If you can't do it in front of the client, you shouldn't be able to do it at all. One no. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm just like you just said, Art, it's, I'm not opposed to any of that. It's, it's, I use a lot of strategies and it feels like most people go in strategy based. That's, it seems like that's the majority of people go in with like a preconceived technique or tool they're going to use. And uh, every the, where these positive people are right is every tool can be misused. Every approach can be misused. Okay, medication. Right? Misapplied yeah. treat, misapplied correction, and misapplied positive intention or misapplied mill intention. It can all be misused. And, and speaking of that, Todd, so we just had our vet come in because our vet comes to our house. And it just so happens that our vet is the same vet that this uh, dog uses. And so she texted me. She's like, hey, uh, I saw the, the notes from uh, Gracie. I saw that she's on trazodone because of her aggression. I'm like, she's not aggressive. She's just nervous. Um, and I was, I was like, look, if you're not comfortable coming, I will handle her. Uh, and she's like, no, I, I'd just rather wait. So anyway, she ended up coming to see one of our other dogs. And so she looks at the notes and she was like, oh, my God, this is a lot of medication. Like even the vet said that. There's a lot of medication. And it's like, she's like, it doesn't make any sense. She's the vet? She's the vet, but she's not the vet that prescribed that medication. The vet and her behaviors did. Oh, okay. Well, that's all I went for, prescribed. Right after I worked with Lynn, I went to a vet, like my vet, and I sat down with him and I asked about medications. That was way, way back then. And even then, the first conversation with medications was, you know, there's very little 
change in behavior and it in whatever change you see, like the cases that have change are supported by behavior work That's so right. it was hard to separate what was medicine and what was the work from the behavior and that yeah. was kind of the the repeated thing over and over again and it was like oh i sedated a little bit well even you know, for the humans, you know with humans it, you don't just take a pill and you're you're set right you take a pill uh to you know, have you ever been driving down the road and you just accidentally hit your windshield wiper washer and it it wasn't necessarily dirty, but it washed away and you're like, whoa, it's clear. That's what my view on meds are supposed to do. It's supposed to give you a clearer view so that now you can do the work. You can see where you need to be and and go. You can't just take the meds. You got to do other things. So giving dogs anxiety meds and still not exercising them or giving them any sort of guidance to help them is torture. Because some of those meds, their side effects are agitation, irritation. You know, that's, that's what I want to give aggressive dog. Irritation. You ever had a, an itch you couldn't get to? God damn. Or no? usually, like, they, I had a dog one time who's, I got in front of it and you could see that I would put my hand over here and it would do something this way. And the lady dog of the vet and there was an optic nerve detached in the brain. So the dog was seeing the vet thought in triple. It was a really reactive dog. So obviously things like that and those things make you dizzy. Like all this medicine and stuff can mess with your head. There's no, I don't think there's any positive effect outside. I would have bet there's single digit percentage positive cases. Yeah, management. management is all the meds should be for. You do have to go somewhere. Your dog destroys the house when you leave. Uh, you know, you have to go to work. CBD with flour. Like, you could use a strong indica oil and and effectively sedate these. Hey, guys, have you ever seen dogs eat weed? Have you ever seen dogs eat weed? Yes. It's fucking hilarious, and we're <laughs> missing because it sedates them so powerfully that the reality is, is I think if we channel this the right way, it's the answer to some of these dogs that just – fly off the handle i saw dogs eat what the first time i didn't know a dog ate it and i rushed him to the vet and because the dog was just like and it was my dog he was just fucking who's weed was, he was it? Just, and i was sitting there i'm, I'm like on the back like going to the bathroom i'm like oh, shit. I, bit by, I thought he got poisoned because he was so sedated like immediately and i grab him we go to the vet and i rush and i'm like i'm losing him i thought he was dying wow. and he would he would be what was called taxic. He would go, he'd be in the car and he'd be real relaxed. And all of a sudden he'd, he'd kind of have this move and they called it taxic where he just kind of like real flinch real hard. Oh. And so I get that and I get him on the table and I'm like, dude, I don't know. I go sudden onset, you know, no flea medications. I don't think it's a bite. I've searched them. Um, I'm not sure. And then him and the vet and I are asking a couple questions. I go, wait, could it be weed? <laughs> and he grabs a book, reads through a couple of the symptoms. He goes, Yes. And they, um, they, there. dude, and he, that happened to me too. And he made him throw up and there was this little piece in there. And for the next few hours, he was all loopy. And then I had another dog later on eat it, but I knew it because I had seen something on the ground and then it was gone. And so I kind of knew it. It was just a little piece and it was the same thing. And it was hours of this dog being so relaxed and so sleepy that my mind went, dude, how are we missing this for some of these cases? What did you see, Art? Dude, it's so funny. So uh, one day, Ann and I were sitting in the backyard and our dog Luna is just sitting in the middle of the yard, like swaying back and forth and her teeth are like this. Yeah. And we're like, what the hell is wrong with her? Like, and I was like, I don't know. Let's take her to the vet. So, so we go to the vet and we're like driving there. I, I go, I told Ann, I was like, it's like she's high or something. And Ann goes, oh my God, she smells like weed. I'm Where'd like, where she get it from? Well, so we had, we have some oil, you know, some, some CBD oil. Right. And so, um, we had an employee that went to the house and ah. had put some in her coffee. We didn't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's putting the oil in her coffee and she spilled some and we think she spilled some on the floor and that's how Luna got it. But we didn't know, but we, there was some on her fur. And so angle, she smells like weed. I'm like, but how all the oil <laughs> is up, up high. Well, when you put, when you get people come in your house and they see what you have, they kind of just take advantage of that stuff, you know? So and your, yours happened with oil and uh, art, and yours happened with actual flour. Mine happened with that. So I even had a, a guy that I used to know that had these two Dobermans, and every night before bed, he would give them the little teeny tiny flake of flour. 
he'd put it on their tongue and he said they just slept like fucking crazy now if you read about it 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 they say it says that the there's something that's unhealthy about the digestive process and plus they have is it more cannabinoid receptors so they're more sensitive to marijuana than we are you do have that's the problem that that they can face but i would just I tell you what i saw they're aggressive there. paranoia mm-hmm. huh. well you know the thing i was i'll the reality thing i remember one of the funniest things with my own dog is being in a um a Lowe's with Mr. Pickles and we're in the section with doors and there's the, it was a door with a sticker of a dog showing walking through a doggy door right so it looked legit it was like a full-size golden retriever sticker and I can see Mr. Pickles see it and I can see when he sees it that he's like well check it out there's a dog right so he walks over and he kind of walks around uh-huh. and he walks around so he can get the right angle because he's going to be polite and when he gets to this certain <laughs> point you can even see in his face it goes like it like almost like a flinch, and in my mind I was like, dude, could you imagine having your reality check like that? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine thinking you say, oh, like check it out, how's it going? There's art. Whoa, what the fuck? Where did art go? <laughs> and you'd be like, where did that? What the? F-? And having to deal with things like that to be a dog. Yeah, I took a dog into Home Depot, and some of those things they have in the aisle that hold product, they have the ad on the box, and this one had a, a guy on it, and so this dog was reacting to that, and I. From its perspective, it must have been the shortest human it's ever seen in its entire life. And it just, what the fuck is that? Dude, when I used to live in downtown, uh, my dog Hero, he used to bark at the little, those these little people that lived in, in downtown. And he would bark at them all the time. It was so embarrassing because he would bark at them all. He was like, like all, like he was good with everybody. But when he saw a little person, I think it freaked him out because they had the energy of an adult, but the size of a child. And it would well, always never, freak him out. Or you've always been the least inclusive, so it doesn't surprise me that you teach your dogs the same <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's, that's like, can my dog be racist, right? I was like, I was like, should I throw that post out there? Let's 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 get some shit going. Can my dog be racist? That's Who raises awesome. dogs, men or women? Let's do that one. Well, there you go. That's a lot of my dog must have been beaten by a man. Why? Because he doesn't like men. Are you sure that it's not you? Because the dog just has never been around a man. You know, they 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 also generalize basically on what an average human looks like. That's why tall people get barked at. Why old people who walk like this get barked at, and why people who wear those like big hats. Like, that's that's not and sunglasses. I have to wear mine with because they're prescription, but I'm careful. It depends on the dog's perception because it just looks like pupils to them, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's why cameras, mm. big, big pupil coming at you, you pointed that out back when we actually had to use cameras. Yeah. You always, the, the eye of the camera was like an eye staring at them. And it's always been something that's a big dilated pupil. Yeah. Hey, Art, so a side note, I just got a message. You know, we're doing the, uh, the TCW. We're actually doing a graduation dinner. Oh, so we're doing it out. Oh, where we dress up again? Yeah, I saw that. And we're getting so we got a we're they're at almost forty, so we're going into a fifth trainer. So we'll be pulling in another trainer. Cool. Any closing All thoughts, right, guys? What's up? Any closing thoughts? Um, I just gave you one. Cool. Lynn. Uh, leadership was the topic. Make sure that you understand what a leader is, and what you are, and accept what you are, and then work your way to that position that you want to be for your dog i will lead yourself lead yourself that's where you start with you want to lead your dog lead yourself it's always good so if you want your dog to to be a good uh well-behaved dog then you want to check yourself and they're staring at you while you're sitting there eating a pint of ice cream uh sad or like me looking through the world in one spot of the they're studying everything you do. So when you catch your dogs looking at you like that, just put them away and then go back to your, you know, zone. Spoke man of example. <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't want them studying that part of you. Uh, you, you, you don't want them seeing that level of weakness. And Obsession. Yeah, that, you know, you, you really don't. Uh, it, it comes back. So if you can be aware enough, I'm I'm a freak with, you know, getting lost in my mind. And I, I've done it more than once in a day where I'll put my dogs away 
because the way they're looking at me, it's so critical. It could be its own topic, you know, yeah. uh, down the line. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And if you yeah. haven't already, please like and subscribe. Share this episode with all your friends and all your dog uh, trainer friends or just dog friends in general. Love to hear if you need, leave a comment. And if you're on YouTube, leave a comment, like it. We'll talk to you guys next episode. Talk to you guys later. Take care.